Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, the White House facing calls for more transparency after we learn there are no visitor logs for President Biden's personal residence, where classified documents were found. The president ignoring questions today amid the growing controversy. Mr. President! CBS's Adriana Diaz speaks to a former top CIA official to ask if presidents and vice presidents can take classified documents home with them. Roads collapse in California as the West Coast gets slammed by rain for a third straight week. Is there an end in sight? Close call on the tarmac, the panic aboard a Delta flight when it was forced to abort takeoff and came within 1,000 feet of colliding with another plane. Tonight, our interview with a passenger on board. And that shocking video from inside a passenger plane as it crashes. What could have caused the air disaster that killed dozens? Protests in Memphis after a traffic stop turned deadly. We want the officers to be charged with murder. Tonight, the growing outrage. With tens of millions of Americans taking part in dry January, our health watch tonight on the disturbing rise in alcohol-related illnesses. And on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the civil rights leader in his own words. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight we are learning more about the investigation into that near collision of two passenger planes at JFK Airport in New York, putting the lives of more than 300 people at risk. Plus, one of the deadliest days for civilians in Ukraine since the war began. At least 40 people killed, including three children, after a Russian missile attack on an apartment building in Dnipro. How the U.S. is responding. 
But first, President Biden is facing growing criticism tonight from both parties after the newest discovery of classified material at his home in Delaware and after demands from House Republicans for visitor logs to that property. We're learning new information tonight. There are no logs. CBS's Adriana Diaz was the first to report this story and is here to start us off again tonight. Good evening, Adriana. Good evening, Nora. The document disclosures continued this weekend in what's become an expanding legal and political headache for the White House. How do you think that the classified documents got into your boxes? The president today ignored questions about the disclosure of five more classified pages at his Wilmington home, as the demand for answers from the White House from both parties increased. We have a serious trust issue. In a letter, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer told White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain the White House must provide the Wilmington residence's visitor log. But a White House spokesman told CBS News there's no such thing. Like every president across decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. What was your response when the White House or the Secret Service told you that no such logs existed? I found that hard to believe. It's very hard to believe because the Secret Service would, you would assume, would vet people before they would be granted entry into the former vice president's home or certainly the the current president's home. But, you know, let's take them at the word and, and said they weren't. The latest disclosure of classified materials came Saturday when White House counsel Richard Sauber announced he had gone to the Wilmington House Thursday evening to hand over a single page document found earlier. While I was transferring it to the DOJ officials who accompanied me, he wrote, five additional pages with classification markings were discovered. Democrats are also voicing concern. I'd like to know what these documents were, whether there was any risk of exposure and what the harm would be. Presidents and vice presidents can take classified records home with little accounting of what they have and where, says former acting CIA director Michael Morell. They're cut slack because of who they are. And I think that that's what has to end, right? Um, somebody needs to be put in charge of knowing what information has gone to the residents and making sure that that information comes back. At the end of an administration, both classified and unclassified government documents belonging to a president or vice president must be turned over to the National Archives. Nor the special counsel is expected to start as early as this week. He'll be gathering a team to dig in to why those documents were not at the archives. Yeah, and what was in them? Adrian Diaz, thank you so much. Let's turn now to California, where parts of the state are facing even more wet weather after a parade of storms in recent weeks. Several homes were evacuated in Berkeley Hills near the San Francisco Bay because of landslides. In nearby Oakland, mudslides have covered roads, forcing closures and headaches for thousands of residents. And further south in San Diego, at least seven people had to be rescued from the rain-swollen San Diego River. For the forecast out west and the rest of the country, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. More flooding is possible in California with some of the heavier showers. Another system's going to move in for Wednesday. Not nearly as wet as the past couple of weeks, but it's not going to take a whole lot to cause more problems in California. More mountain snow is on the way, and there was a lot of snow in Flagstaff, Arizona. This, the scene yesterday, picking up more than 14 inches of snowfall. Expect more winter travel across parts of Arizona with more 
more snow on the way. Could see another foot. The next system that could produce that is going to drop a lot of snow from Colorado all the way up to the Great Lakes. On the southern side of this, again, here on Wednesday, Nora, there is going to be the possibilities for severe weather, and that includes the chance for tornadoes. Important information, Chris. Thank you. Tonight, terror on the tarmac. We're getting a firsthand account of what it was like to be on board one of those planes that almost collided with another. That averted crisis has Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg praising the air traffic controllers who helped stop a catastrophe at New York's JFK Airport. We get more from CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Delta cancel takeoff clearance. Just moments after clearing a Delta 737 bound for the Dominican Republic with 151 people on board for takeoff at New York's JFK Airport Friday, an American 777 heading to London with 137 passengers and 14 crew taxied across the same runway. The Delta pilots slammed on the brakes, stopping their takeoff about 1,000 feet from American Flight 106, according to the FAA. All right, then. Uh, whew, the Delta 19 Everyone was thrust forward from their waist because the plane was stopping so quickly. I felt adrenaline. Um, I felt this was not right. I, I was afraid this wasn't going to end well. Brian Healy was on that Delta flight. You really are kind of helpless. You are, at, you are in the hands of that captain um, and the air traffic control and the other people at the airport. I'm grateful to the captain. The National Transportation Safety Board is now investigating why the American plane apparently missed its turn. The last class we were given, we were cleared to uh, cross. Is that correct? Yes, we'll listen to the tapes, but uh, you were supposed to depart runway four left. You're currently holding short of uh, three one left. I'll call it a close call. Robert Sumwalt is a former NTSB chair. What happened? Why did this happen? Uh, was there a distraction in the cockpit of the American flight? Was there a misunderstanding as to the aircraft control clearance? Those are the types of things NTSB will want to find out. And investigators would typically want to review the cockpit voice recorders on both planes. But because that American Airlines flight went ahead and departed for London, it is possible that that audio has already been recorded over. Tonight, American Airlines tells CBS News it has launched its own full internal review of the incident and is working with the NTSB. Nora. Very scary. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thank you so much. Turning now to the war in Ukraine, at least 40 people, including three children, were killed over the weekend in a Russian attack on an apartment building in the city of Dnipro. This shocking image shows how a missile blasted a wall exposing a family's kitchen. Look closely, you can even see a bowl of fruit still on the table. CBS's Deborah Pata has more on the brutal assault from inside Ukraine. Another bloody weekend in Ukraine as a Russian missile built to sink warships took out a residential apartment block in Dnipro. After Moscow unleashed two waves of strikes, it said its goal had been achieved. In the aftermath, exhausted rescuers fought for every possible life. Far too frequently, they found only death, including a 15-year-old girl, a coming-of-age no teenager should ever have to reckon with, and a question no parent should have to answer. How can people die, cried Valentina. Why are they killing people? Working around the clock, rescuers pause now and then to listen for voices beneath the rubble. 
like this young woman who was still alive more than 18 hours after the attack and 23-year-old Anastasia Schwetz, who was in the bathroom of her seventh floor apartment during the strike. She's already lost her husband on the front line. Now her home has been taken too. A makeshift memorial was quickly created. Irina Skripnik lights a candle and sobs. It could have been any of us there. In Germany, the U.S. military has begun its training of Ukrainian forces. The chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs, General Mark Milley, says it is aimed at honing the skills needed either to launch an offensive or counter a surge in Russian attacks. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you very much. In Memphis, Tennessee, there was another day of protests over the death of a 29-year-old man who died following a traffic stop. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation has launched a use of force investigation, and the family is demanding police body cam video be released immediately. CBS's Elise Preston reports. I am a man. Yeah, we was a man. Tonight, demands for answers in the in-police custody death of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols are growing louder. This man should be with his family. Nichols died January 10th three days after his family believes he was beaten by police during a traffic stop. Memphis police are releasing few details, but they say that on the night of January 7th, officers attempted to pull the car over, which led to two confrontations. The second after the driver tried to flee. Once under arrest, police said the suspect complained of shortness of breath and was taken to the hospital by ambulance. The initial statement did not indicate force was used. This photo provided by Nichols' stepfather shows Tyree in his hospital bed badly bruised. It just feel unreal. Nichols' family is demanding police body cam footage be released immediately. We want justice. We want the officers to be charged with murder. We don't want them to just get fired. And they've hired civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump to represent them. Well, the family still don't have the answers. Nobody should die from a simple traffic stop. Now, it's not clear how many officers were involved. The police chief says those officers face an internal investigation concerning policy violations. The mayor says the city is prepared to take action based on those findings. Meanwhile, the family is planning a funeral. Nora? Elise Preston, thank you very much. Tonight, Republican leaders are under growing pressure to explain what they knew about disgraced Congressman George Santos's lies on his resume and when they knew it. The New York congressman has admitted to lying about his background and even his faith while running for office. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said today he's long been suspicious of Santos. I never know all about his resume or not, but I always had a few questions about it. McCarthy didn't elaborate on why he didn't confront Santos about those questions. Santos is now under multiple criminal and ethics investigations and faces growing calls to resign. We want to turn now to that investigation to that horrific plane crash over the weekend in Nepal. All 72 people on board are presumed dead. The plane's flight data recorders were retrieved today, and there's now video that appears to show the final moments from inside the plane, which may be hard to watch. Here's CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. A video apparently filmed on board the Yeti Airlines flight by an Indian tourist seconds before the disaster appears to show calm in the cabin with not a hint of trouble. So whatever caused this crash happened suddenly. 
The weather was good, and officials said the pilot made no distress call. On Sunday morning, a phone camera caught the plane coming into land, abruptly tilting, then catastrophe. Bodies had to be winched out of the deep gorge where it plunged to earth in the town of Pokhara, popular with Himalayan trekkers. Recovery crews, including the Nepali military, have been combing through the wreckage. And today there was some good news for investigators. Both the flight data and cockpit voice recorders were found intact. Nepal is a poor mountainous country with a deadly air safety record. More than 350 people have been killed in air accidents since 2000. But this crash is its worst civil aviation disaster in 30 years. Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, Tokyo. In tonight's Health Watch, nearly one in five adults say they are taking part in dry January as people give up alcohol for the month to kick off the new year on a healthy note. Well, despite this, CBS's Nancy Chen reports doctors are seeing a disturbing new trend of alcohol-related illnesses in young adults. Jessica Duenas was leading a double life. Named Kentucky's 2019 Teacher of the Year, she'd also developed a heavy drinking problem. The day that I won my award, I was in withdrawals and I could not wait to go home so that I could drink. Doctors told Duenas, now 37, she had developed alcoholic liver disease. She needed to stop drinking or she could die. I was realizing that it was genuinely changing my body. That's when I started to get scared. Alcoholic liver disease kills about 22,000 Americans every year. Nearly a quarter are people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. A lot of your patients don't think they have a problem with alcohol? Unfortunately, no. Many of them don't really have the insight into the fact that the alcohol is what brought them to the emergency room. Dr. Thomas Schiano says he's seen a dramatic increase of alcohol-related liver disease in young adults, particularly women. The stresses of the pandemic and of our life it really has affected young people, so I think it sneaks up on them and then it becomes too late. The CDC defines heavy drinking for men as 15 drinks or more per week. For women, it's eight or more. Doctors advise those looking to cut back to choose alcohol-free days. Alternate with a non-alcoholic drink when you do consume and exercise instead of going to happy hour. Just because we might not look like a textbook case doesn't mean that our relationship with alcohol isn't worth examining. Duenas, who says she has been sober for more than two years, now coaches others, creating a community of support. Nancy Chen, CBS News, New York. Italy's most wanted fugitive, a murderous mafia boss, is finally in custody tonight after decades on the run. That's coming up. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A top mafia boss who was Italy's most wanted fugitive is in custody tonight after 30 years on the run. Matteo Messina Denaro was arrested at a medical clinic in Sicily where he was getting treatment. Denaro, now 60, faces multiple life sentences after being convicted of dozens of murders. The Italian film legend, once dubbed the most beautiful woman in the world, has died. We remember Gina Lolo Brigida next. Tributes are pouring in tonight for Italian film legend Gina Lolo Brigida, who died today in Rome. Lolo Brigida, once dubbed the most beautiful woman in the world, made her Hollywood debut in 1953 in Beat the Devil, starring Humphrey Bogart. La Lola, as she was known, was also a photographer, painter, and sculptor. Gina Lolo Brigida was 95. Up next, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his own words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, we remember Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. His speeches embodied the fierce urgency for justice and equality and often used America's founding ideals to make the case. King did that in his final speech the night before his assassination in Memphis, Tennessee. Here's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his own words. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights.
And his words still resonate to this day. We want to leave you with pictures of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial right here in Washington. I was down by the National Mall earlier and was reminded of my favorite quote by him, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.